You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mountain Swire football podcast. Playoff ranking extravaganza, maybe? Jeremy here, hang out, <laughs> hang out with Roger. I tried to make up a name on the fly. It didn't quite flow off the tongue there, but we're here. We got it. MWR. Think- hold on, let me get the importance of found the way. Find our website. Right, which right, Roger, have you seen our tweet? Most views ever so far in one year. Ooh, we're doing good. We're doing good. I think there's a lot of excitement in the West. There is, and that to view that to add to those page views, we'd appreciate it. MWR.com, and we're doing quite well, football, basketball. But this tonight college football playoff ranking because that's what we do and uh what's your first thoughts on where Boise's at they moved up one spot to 21 from 22 after their win over the weekend versus wyoming and yeah what do you think we'll start with your initial thoughts because you're a boise state uh expert here this evening um i think you know they did move up one spot i think it's kind of a punishment for winning like overtime versus wyoming because they jumped wake forest to lost to Virginia Tech, who's not ranked, so that was a given. And Oklahoma State and Navy were both on a bye week, so they had no chance of jumping Boise State. So I kind of feel like they moved back because Texas and Iowa jumped ahead of Boise State, so they moved up a spot, but they were kind of punished. And the thing that's even worse is Cincinnati and Memphis did not suffer that same punishment. So um, Boise State is clearly now in that middle, that middle tier of um, group of five teams. Yeah, it's interesting because Iowa lost to Wisconsin, who's kind of faltering. They only moved down two spots. I I guess what we could take, we'll get to in a moment, but like Cincy and Memphis were already ahead of Iowa, so it kind of makes sense that wouldn't um, – right, was that is that correct? Let me double-check here. Because uh, last week, Iowa – let me pull up these really quick – was – no, they were they were ahead of okay. They dropped okay. So okay, they moved. Yeah, yeah. So they moved since I was double checking. Yeah, moved since and Memphis, Memphis, or yeah, since and Memphis up. But what it takes for me is that yeah. Texas, oh geez, whatever they do, and they get up to number nineteen after not being ranked because you know that victory they had last week over Kansas State, who was a sixteen, who was also I think inflated by most people's standards. I think what we because we kind of discussed before you and me that it seems like. The committee is taking more, to, which I like, more in consideration really good victories. Or if you lose, I guess, to a ranked team, you're not going to just fall off just because you lose. And that's fine, right? Uh, well, I guess, I mean, everyone has their different perspective. I, I'm just not really big on putting a priority on the point differential. I think a win is a win. So, I mean, I like strength of schedule and wins against strength of schedule. So, I don't really like the emphasis on score, but at least the committee is being very consistent on what the criteria is so far. Yeah, I think so, yeah, because t- here's the thing, too. Like, Texas has three losses. I'm like, yes, one's to LSU, which was fairly close. but then, and, and Oklahoma, they lose any good teams, so I guess that's why they have good losses, which could be interesting when it comes to the top four later on to those set of teams. But like at some point, if you lose, you lose, right? It's like Texas yeah. being ranked, I – Fine, be ranked. But should they be five spots better than Kansas State? Should they be ahead of Boise State? Should they be ahead of Navy? It's like, 
probably not. I don't. It's like just because you have one, like their wins overall, they have one good win. Okay, I don't even say it's a good one. It's an above average win. But again, the Kansas State's a good win. Well, I know, but yeah, but then again, what's their next best one? Remember, they beat Kansas by two points. They they crushed Rice. They beat Louisiana Tech's okay, and they beat them handily. But Texas moved up where, like, I get, I'm kind of in line with where they're putting teams at. But again, three losses, you beat one decent team, and then you shoot up. Like, it's not like Minnesota and Penn State, where Minnesota could have won by thirty in that game if they chose to and not been so conservative. They move up a ton of spots into the top ten. I get that, but but then again, it doesn't really matter what Texas does, right? Because all it really matters is Cincy and Memphis. And they play each other, which we'll get to eventually. They're 17 or 18. I guess the only concern would be is if, say, I guess we'll get to it now. Like, we'll get to all of our million scenarios. We're not going to make this like a 50-minute show because, first off, I can't. I have places to be to get the train home in a decent amount of time because I'm at the office here. But I, this could be a concern. Like, say um, they move up, move up. Like, say the gap is still one, two, two spots. Let's just say – another group of five team moves up ahead of them or any team, Kansas State jumps back ahead. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, so it, it's it, they jump boys. So there's a gap. Like last week they're all bunched together. Say there's a gap a growing yeah. gap or say there's three three, four teams in between, five teams at most. I don't think that happened, but a couple teams at most. Like say Navy beats Notre Dame. Notre Dame might might still be ahead of Boise State. Navy's ahead of Boise State. That's five teams there. Memphis or Cincinnati, that team wins, gets a bigger gap, six or seven. Then it flips who wins, like who loses, where, you know what I mean? Like the gap could be so big where the loss won't matter for the conference championship before that, if, if, if that See, makes I, sense. I, I don't think it happened, but that's a small worry I have at the moment. I don't think there's any chance of a two-loss AAC team being ahead of a one-loss Boise State team. I, I just I cannot picture that scenario happening. I, I do too, but I'm just saying, like, you never know. Like, Memphis, Cincinnati, it's a good win for either team. Memphis has, one, so say, say Cincinnati, since they're ranked higher, they go up to 14. Memphis still is, say, a spot or two behind Boise State. Like, if they lose, if if you look at Texas or look at Kansas State, they move down to only, they move down eight spots. They move down a lot. So maybe they'll punish you more for loss. But it's just something to keep an eye on where if the drop is, say, they're one or two spots behind. Memphis or Boise's behind whoever, or I mean ahead of whomever since you're Memphis, they get that win and poof, jump back ahead. I'm just, just saying that's uh, I don't want it to happen, but that would be really crappy, right? <laughs> <laughs> because Boise um, State think, they don't have I a good win. Weekend, they don't have a good win. Just saying. I think this weekend's gonna shake out a lot, and I think we'll have a lot more clarity after this weekend. So what so, do we got this weekend? Do you Who, want? To, yeah, let's go to it. I um, first off, I just want to talk about like okay, so now we have um, let me see, I, we got six teams in the mix. So I just want to touch on last week. I said that the four teams on the peripheral were Appalachian State, Appalachian State, UCF, uh, San Diego State, and Air Force. So I want to say bye bye UCF. You are no <laughs> longer in the conversation of any kind. And I want to say hello to Louisiana Tech. You yeah. guys are now in the peripheral. You don't. We're not gonna. You're not relevant enough for us to actually sit here and talk about you. Because you're not ranked you are, yet. <laughs> yeah, but you're on my peripheral in San Diego State, clearly now in a deep peripheral state with mm-hmm. Air Force. And Appalachian State has moved from the peripheral to one of the six teams that we have to talk about. So we will talk about them this week. 
Yeah, they're 25. Did you happen to see the last play of that game, App State and South Carolina? I did not. So, so I don't know if it was a – I should look it up. I didn't. But it was either a – it was for a game-winning play, essentially, either a two-point conversion or a touchdown for South Carolina. They had a guy – it was a touchdown play because they won 20-15. to 15. They showed this – it's like on – you watch on TV. It's like there's the Hawaii play where JoJo Ward, nobody's in picture, just him. This is what this play uh-huh. was. There was nobody on screen besides the South Carolina guy in the back of the end zone, overthrown like by five yards with like no time cool. left. Like there was no App State player in the screen. <laughs> and so it's good for App State, but it's kind of cr- crappy. Not to downgrade the victory, but it's like the different result was possibly there. But yeah, they're in the mix. I would still say App State, I guess they count that as a pretty big win because they beat Georgia, South Carolina before. So I don't see them getting in just because it would take, I think, a two-loss team for them to get in because that's where they stand yeah, right yeah. now because they already have one loss in their back of the order. But So this week, actually, before we, one more thing before we get to this week's game. Boise State now, 45% chance to win out. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. I think that's the and, highest um, of any, anybody in the, who's left in the group of five. Uh, yeah. I'll check in a second here, but... So Boise has who do they play? So I don't even know. I should realize that they got a uh, New Mexico. <laughs> Are they gonna get penalized for a win? <laughs> um, they're not gonna get penalized for a win. <laughs> Just but, um, it's a bad team. It's a bad team. I think. I think I have a pretty. I think we all have a pretty good idea of what's happening right now. I think um, a one-loss AAC team is going to be the number one spot unless SMU. Oh yeah. If the, we- we didn't mention them falling out. We didn't mention them falling out, but I think SMU can get back into it if you know Navy beats Notre Dame, then loses to SMU, and then SMU beats like you know a one-loss Cincinnati. But you know if they beat a Navy who got blown out by Notre Dame, and you know maybe Cincinnati loses two games but still gets to the conference championship game, and then SMU beats that Cincinnati team, I don't know if they'll jump Boise State. I think they'll get ahead of App State, but um. So I think Cincinnati, Memphis, and Navy is group one. Then you have Boise State. And the, the thing about App State is um, I thought that maybe a two-loss AAC team would be ahead of App State, and I don't think that's the case anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, you know, these are the these are the six teams we have, and, you know, whoever's left standing with one loss in the conference championship will get in. Well, what it tells me as well is that I kind of joke about New Mexico downgrading if they win. That happened at SMU. They won and got knocked out of the rankings, and that's well, probably they won, they won by two points. Yeah, they won. Uh, let me pull up here. No, I, sorry, eight points, fifty-nine, fifty-one. Way too close. Okay, but yeah, still, way too close. their defense is going to catch up to them. Have they been struggling quite a bit defensively? But it's a combo of them them barely winning and App State getting a win over a Power Five team and an OKSC South Carolina team. So that's why I joke. So Boise. It's, I don't like MOV. It's like it's kind of lame just to win by fifty points, or whatever. But they need a right. comfortable win, like win by at least seventeen points, and there's no risk of them dropping to the rankings at all, regardless of almost regardless of what happens around them. So they win twenty to three, twenty seven to ten. Not great, but it's going to be a convincing enough win, I think, where it's not going to worry about. It. They'll probably win by twenty five, I think, pretty easily. But so they're pretty good, safe. So Barry at App State, like. That shows me, like we mentioned before, the victories of what really matters. And that's where my concern for Boise is like they don't have any good wins. But you're right, the tier one, I think so you're putting Boise in tier two besides behind all three of those American teams? 
Yeah, and because um, if you look at them, like if you look at these teams winning out and getting the conference championship, that that means Navy's being Notre Dame in this scenario, and I think mm-hmm. that will put them ahead of Boise State. So I'm thinking if if Navy wins, like they play Notre Dame, it's 23 versus 16. Notre Dame's a nine half point favorite. It's actually in Notre Dame, which is pretty rare for this game because it's usually it's been in Austin, it's been in San Antonio, it's been in San Diego, it's been everywhere but Navy, except for like maybe once. If Navy wins, I would, I could easily argue they might jump ahead of everybody, Cincy and Memphis, because Notre Dame's like a quote only 16th ranked, but I believe that'd be the best win, and based on what we've seen from Minnesota, App State, Texas. Why wouldn't they be say fifteen, maybe, or just, or maybe just push Memphis and Cincy down at seventeen and eighteen? So it'd be Cincy seven, Navy seventeen, Cincy eighteen, Memphis nineteen, Boise twenty. I could easily see that happening. Put them just above would be in the best victory. Well, wouldn't Navy be sixteen in this scenario? Well, no, I I don't know. Maybe they'll push Cincy down, but they'd be like one spot ahead of them. Whatever it be maybe. I guess maybe right, they okay, take exactly. maybe they take Notre Dame's spot. But my point being, they'll be one spot ahead of Cincy or Memphis, whether it's. 16 or 17, because I'm not sure if who's around who would jump again. Like, uh, I don't know what Texas has really. I should look them up. But it's basically within what we're looking at. Texas plays Iowa State, whatever. Not a big deal. But my thinking is that they would jump ahead of any group of five teams. So whether it's 15, 16, or even 17, I think that has to be it. They're not put them. It still wouldn't, remember, Roger wouldn't put the number one because Memphis still has a tiebreaker, which would be weird if Navy keep wins out is like 13th, but they don't go because they don't win the conference championship. Sorry, Navy. That would <laughs> well, be... That's, that's the way it goes. That'd be unfortunate, right? Yeah, that's the way it goes. I mean, that happened to Boise State. Um, You know, when they lost that game to Air Force on last, the last week of the year, they were probably the best group of five team, but um, Western Michigan got the bid because Boise State couldn't win the win the conference. Yeah, but in this case, they'd be ranked higher because Boise wasn't ranked higher that year, I don't think. they're Oh, there's close, but... So what do we think about these games really quick? Like, what are the chance? I think this week, last week, there's nothing. Like, very little chances of anything happening. I guess the only craziness was SMU dropping out for App State. Yeah. No, yeah. So we got Nate. Nate what? All right. So let's just talk about this Navy Notre Nate, Dame game. Yeah. So Notre Dame. Um, yeah, Notre Dame really. Yeah, they went to Durham. They beat Duke thirty-eight-seven. Who cares, Duke? <laughs> Yeah, so they beat they beat Duke, and I mean, they're going to be at home, so Navy's always going to have that bye week. But um, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be in a bad spot. And I, I did watch a little bit of that Duke um, Notre Dame game, and I hate watching Notre Dame because <laughs> I don't like giving them ratings. But um, they, they look pretty good. I mean, they they look like they got they got they obviously have good athletes, and they look like a pretty good team. So I don't know unless Navy's triple option really confounds Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to win this game. I they pro- probably will, but I would never put it past them, especially with them playing last week, and not you know what I mean like they played last week and there's no bye week and even the bye week, which they can't prepare for the triple option, which it's going to be close regardless. There's a reason Navy rarely beats our Notre Dame, so I think it's more of like a like FPI and stuff puts a was eighty eight percent chance I think it is eighty five percent chance for Navy yeah. to or should be Notre Dame to win, 84.3. It's about a nine-point line. I think it'll be close, but I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Navy not winning, but I'd love it because we want the chaos of the Army-Navy game meaning something, right, come <laughs> after the I championship game. I don't games. want that, okay? I would love it. That'd be the best. I get you wouldn't, but come on. That'd be awesome. 
I want Navy to lose this game so they're no longer a thorn on my side. I know, but you don't want the craziness and wildness that could happen of waiting a week for the player rankings to come out. <laughs> that would. I don't want that. Okay, I hear you. I'm just. For me, I want it to happen, but for Boise State, no, I understand why we would not want that to happen because a loss to Notre Dame would basically put Navy out. Not completely, but more than likely. That would probably drop them behind App State and SMU and maybe even Law Tech. Well, yeah, like we talked about those peripheral teams. And the, the one thing I want to say about those peripheral teams, like we have, what, San Diego State and Air Force and Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. we can also put um, a two-loss Cincinnati, two-loss Memphis, two-loss Navy, two-loss SMU, you know, two-loss Boise State, all in that second group. So, yeah, I mean, they're not eliminated, but, I mean, we have six teams that are, like, the primary teams, and then we have, whatever, ten teams with two losses and Louisiana Tech with one loss in that second tier. So who does who does Louisiana Tech have coming up? Because I haven't paid attention to them too much. So they're playing at Marshall, and they're um, underdogs. Okay. Oh, I did see, oh, I did see they're a slight underdog. And Marshall's not too bad. They have a pretty good defense. So they're yeah, si- I mean, it's... yeah, but – they're they still behind. Really they're, matter, they're not like, ranked, they so they're not ranked. So it's like if they if they're sitting there at, I think we should discuss them once they're ranked more officially. I'm glad you brought them up though, because they have one eight in a row. They have that one loss to Texas. That's not a good loss, losing by thirty something points. But I think if they're sitting at eleven to one before their conference title game, they're going to be ranked. And if you have one loss from the group of five, you're going to be in consideration. I don't care what league you're in. It's we could top states in right now at twenty five. Yeah, so, but I mean, it are may they beat Marshall. Maybe it's only two points. Maybe <laughs> you yeah, say it's yeah. not. A, there, <laughs> we saw not? Boise State is only fourteen seven. Yeah, there were some un, there were some unforced errors on their end, like stupid penalties and not getting some red zone scores where it could have been a bit more. But Marshall is a decent team. Not that old Cal's a good win, but yeah, I would say I just want to say one thing about that uh, that that score differential because Cincinnati fans love to bring that score differential up because I, a lot of Cincinnati, people do. Yes, let's see what Cincinnati beat Marshall 52-14. Cool. And um, there's something different about that. Cincinnati was at home coming off of bye week when they played Marshall. Boise State Mm -hmm. played Marshall on a Friday night after playing Florida State at Duckwater Stadium on a Saturday the week before. All the hurricane changes, too. It wasn't just like a normal road trip either. Yeah, so, I mean, there's something like – you know, I don't even like debating score differentials, but that 14-7 victory over Marshall, they ended the game by kneeling inside the red zone. Yeah. And they could have they could have put like another 14 points up if they want to, but um if you want you score know, dif- it is what it is. Hey, you know what you do if you want score differential and you don't care, just say, Hey, how that Ohio State game treat you? Yeah. Say forty two. How's the ECU? You won by three points against a garbage ECU team. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well like- <laughs> so wait, I think that not only do I think is Navy going to lose to Notre Dame? I think that either Cincinnati or Memphis will likely lose. If someone gave me like 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 even money on one of them losing, I think it's a pretty high chance that one of these two teams lose, lose this week. It's going to be Memphis more than Cincy because Houston, while they are three and eight, they gave anyways because Memphis is almost like SMU. They give up a lot of points to certain teams, and Houston's not bad. They're just not like they lost to SMU by three. They Played okay against UCF. They lost to Cincy by, I guess, 15. Like, they're within two touchdowns of a lot of games. They're not getting blown out. They're not close, but they're not getting, like, their worst loss is UCF loss. I guess 15 points, if I'm looking at that correct here. Like, they even played Oklahoma. 
I guess Oklahoma 18 points, sorry. But they like losing by 15 points isn't really all that much. It's only a handful of plays if you not winning or being more competitive in the game. And they can right. score they can score reasonably amount. Like you couldn't win by seven's not great, but they are they can make enough plays to make it interesting for Memphis, where Memphis has given up 41 to Tulsa, 48 to SMU, 28 to Temple, decent amount, 33 to Monroe. They held Navy to 23, which is not too bad. Like they're giving up points. And so Houston, they might if I'm and it's on the road. If I'm gonna pick of the three, the most like obviously well, I guess Navy's not an upset if they lose clearly. Like it's not a you know, it's not an upset, they're not favored to win. But if I'm gonna pick a team at favor to win or not win, it's gonna be Memphis. Cause I think Cincy will easily take care of South Florida. But I think if I'm picking a loss, it's gonna be Memphis. I don't it's the most likely one I think of the fav- two favorite teams. So Yeah, so FPI has um Memphis winning at eighty three percent and they have Cincinnati winning at eighty seven percent. So hmm. Pretty close, pretty close. And if you look at the point differentials, they kind of fall in line with that. Cincinnati is minus fourteen, and Memphis is minus ten and a half. I don't buy that. I think it should be closer for Memphis and Houston. I think so too. Like, yeah, they because... beat SMU, but it's like look how many points they give up, and look how close Houston is. Like, what half a dozen plays away from being like six and could be a five hundred team. Right, and we know that they have the athletes and the talent, and. We talked about this last time. Memphis and Houston are having doing that weird thing where they both are coming off a of bye week, but the game is in Houston. Mm-hmm. So those so. Are, those are the biggest ones. So like when we look over at Boise, like overall this week, I, we don't need to pay too much attention to other games. Like who's Michigan playing? Okay, whatever. Who's I guess Texas and Iowa could and Oklahoma State could be interesting just because, like I mentioned before, we don't want that gap to widen. Like, I mean, like, really quick, who those teams are playing, just to give you an idea, everybody out there. If you have Texas playing Iowa State, Texas probably should win that game. Iowa is playing Minnesota, so that could be a game there, which, if you're a Boise fan, you want Iowa to lose, so Boise moves up and narrows the gap there. And that's going to be a pretty good one, I think, because it's, uh, it's at home. It's who's favoring that game? Let's take a quick look here. Iowa's a 60% chance to win FPI. So you want. We would like Iowa to lose that game, so it closes the gap there. And then as for uh, Kansas State, they got West Virginia. Kansas State probably should win. Oh, I want Texas, not Kansas State. What I'm doing here. Texas has I already mentioned Iowa State. So Iowa is the did, team. Did, it's Iowa, I guess, essentially, right? Is that who we want to lose to Minnesota? Uh, yeah, we want Iowa to lose to Minnesota. But did you see – do you know what the point spread is in the Texas-Iowa State game is? No, what is it? It's Iowa State minus seven. Wow. Yeah, so... um. Okay, then. FPI, I'm looking right now, 71%. Yeah, so I think Texas... Mm, um, interesting. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Boise... I mean, the chance of both of those teams losing is pretty good. The chance of one of those teams losing is almost certain. So, you know, Boise State will go up one. And who did you say Oklahoma State's playing? Uh, they're playing anybody that... Oh, let me pull playing, I did not pull them up. Hold on a moment, because they're behind. I think West Virginia. Oh and, no, they're playing. They're playing at oh, home oh, Kansas. Yeah, whatever, Kansas. That's fine. So, so yeah, they're gonna drop for that victory. Right. <laughs> so I think yeah, they so, can. Um, at at best, if we're looking best case scenario, top twenty possibly because I like I said I think Memphis has a chance to lose. Texas and Iowa, all three of those have a chance to lose. All three won't lose. I'm betting at least one, maybe two. So they'll probably it could be assuming 
Boise takes care of business for a decent win over to Mexico, they could be top 20 next week. I don't see why not. They, they could be tw- top 20, and um, uh, maybe I shouldn't bank on this, but I'm really banking on either Cincinnati or Memphis losing. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to move up. And um, I just pulled it. So FPI, you know, obviously updates every single week. Do you have a guess on what the Boise State, Utah State Ooh. FPI is now? It's in Logan. It's in Logan. Utah State scores a point for Fresno, but their defense isn't great. Sorry, Matt. We know it's true, and you know it's true too. Um, I would say Boise is seventy percent. Yeah, you well, you're close. It's sixty sixty six point eight. Okay, not too bad. So it's yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I can, I mean, Utah State's won a couple of games, but I, I Utah State's playing Wyoming this week, and um, oh boy. So that's it's not that's not going to be easy for them. The only thing that you could say that's good about that is. It's a home game, so they're going to be at home, and they're going to get to stay at home and play Boise State. So that would be a nice little advantage, but it's not going to be a nice resting game for them. It's going to be a pretty tough game for Physical them. And game, yeah. if they want to, if they want to be bowl eligible, I think this is the game that they have to play because, well, I mean, they got in they Mexico. Come on, they're bowl eligible. Yeah, yeah. My God. I just realized <laughs> that they only have to win one of their last three. I thought they had to win two of their last three. So no, I mean, they're going to be bowl eligible because they're going to win one of these last three games. But um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that they're not. This is not going to be an easy week for them by any means. No, this week looks good for Boise. They'll probably worst case, obviously, if all those teams win, which would be if a Navy winning would drop them. I that uh, seems least likely, but we'll see how it goes. So let's finish up with this real quick because I gotta get get going to where my little okay. jaunt is. We wanted to bring up the coach Arson, what he said the other day. Uh, we have a little piece coming up. It be yep. out shortly probably wednesday during the day basically his twittiate comment which like that's eh, kind of lame the way he said it so we have a round table of like you me matt uh, a few other boise guys eric and colin so my first thoughts really quick after i listed once or twice read what he said i get what he's saying i'm not against it it's just kind of how he said it was a little bit off i thought um i think well Here's a new thing that I think a lot that's really trending against amongst some of the Boise State, you know, Twitter folks. I think, you know, there was a lot of questions about the offensive line, the consistency of the defense, the running game, um, the backup quarterback. But what's everyone talking about today? They're all talking about Brian Harson. No one's talking mm-hmm. about the offensive line coach. They're not talking about, you know, the struggles of the offensive line, the, the inability to sustain drives or, you know, the – Defense slipping up here and there. So, you know, this might have been a calculated thing by Brian Harson. <laughs> I was about to ask also, you that. Is this intentional to shield or deflect of uh, any negative feedback toward his team? It's like, I'll, I'll talk about whatever else on me. It's like, I'll say this or that. Do you think maybe that's a little bit into it? Because the question was pretty innocent about it. The question was just kind of direct, was actually directly about it, kind of. Right. And then he it was first got offensive line. But it's weird. It's interesting because, like, well, first, like, well, I didn't really see it, but he goes and talks about it, which, fine, I guess. Which, honestly, does he see any blocks over on Twitter? It's like, come on, he, does he see anything on social media ever? <laughs> but I get his point. Well, yeah. There's two things about this. One thing, it's in my piece, I, my little blurb, I was like, I, I pay attention to people that matter. You know, people who give me money for the booster program. I'm like, are those also people who are very grounded and know everything about football? Maybe, maybe not. That was kind of a weird comment to say that he'll take, like, if these boosters give me money or people butts in the seat paying for tickets, I'll listen to those people, but not random people who don't go to games. I thought that was kind of an odd statement to say. I think he, if he could go back in time, he would probably have worded that a little bit differently. Um, 
I think there are a lot of people that don't go to games that just sit there and talk about how Boise State is not how not as good as they were in 2010, and that's a problem. And um, it's got to be tiring for him to hear that. I mean, like you can't be perfect. Age, it's, it's like 13. Yeah. No, it's not. It doesn't fall on the tree. It doesn't grow on trees. It doesn't fall from the right. sky. It's like, like you. I think from what I've heard of your expectations, it's probably like conference championship should definitely be in the mix. And if you win a conference championship, you're in the New Year's Six conversation regardless. But there's people right. who say New Year's Six or bust every year, and I think that's way too high. Th- that's way too high. And plus, you know, what did Coach Peterson do? He got to the BCS 25% of the time. And um, it depends on how you look at, um, you know, um, split conference championships. But con- uh, Chris Pearson coached for eight years, only three outright conference championships. Yeah. But, like, his, the way he said the comments, it's like, if you want to criticize, yeah. it's like, First off, who cares why I listen? And it was also wasn't just about the play. Some of it seemed like reading again more personal comments a little bit towards yeah, some yeah. of the players. Like if it's like, I don't know, it's probably more than you suck number 27 or whatever. It's more than just that clearly. I'm just generalizing. <laughs> right. There might be more colorful language toward people. And he knows the offensive line isn't great this year. It's not doing amazing as it has been. You don't have guys who are like they've had in the past who are in the NFL and stuff, but it's part of it is it's around the sport. It's like he could say, "Hey, don't go on Twitter, don't go on Facebook," but it's kind of hard not to do that a little bit. But it's because part of this is amplified. It's not just even twelve years ago or ten years ago where it's only guys in the radio, it's only guys in newspaper, TV, maybe some random dude on Twitter who just started when there's only a million people on Twitter or hundred thousand people on Twitter combined right. worldwide. It's out there more often. You can't ignore that a little bit. It just I don't. Is he looking for just some random motivation type of thing? It just seemed like I get what he's saying, but the kind of way he said it, because he wasn't yelling, he wasn't making any rant like some coaches do. He was just matter of fact talking about it. it's like, well, listen, these guys, these guys don't want to come to the stadium, but it's also people criticize regardless. A close win versus Wyoming, yeah, you could criticize a couple of things here and there, but then they also criticize beating when they're in the whack, beating New Mexico State or Idaho fifty to two. Or 50-0, to zero, it's like, well, you didn't win this. Why didn't this third-string guy play more time? It's like, you can't please everybody. And at some point, just kind of ignore it a little bit. But it's just the – we know why well, it's blown is... up. The 28 comments, like, it's kind of catchy. There'll be a T-shirt or hat made up by somebody at some point. But I don't have a huge deal with that thinking about it. But still, it's like, just let it roll off and say, who cares? It's like, if you criticize us, we. why do you say this? If you criticize us, maybe don't be a fan as much. I don't know. that People wouldn't like that either. So it's like, he's in the – lose-lose situation by talking about this at all. Well, I do think there is a little bit too much negativity. Like, okay, Boise State started off 6-0, and really good. I think they were, what, like 15th in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lost to BYU. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. But, um, you know, starting quarterbacks out, and, um, you know, that's a tough game. But then you come off the bye week, you play a pretty decent San Jose State team on the road, and you won. And then you come back home, and you play a 6-2 and Wyoming team, again with your starting quarterback out, and you win that. And there's just a bunch of negativity around the team. It's like you won. You're eight and one. You're a top twenty team in the country. I mean, I'm not saying that this is the greatest time ever to be a Boise State fan, but this is not. This is definitely not a time to be negative. This is this is looking pretty good right now. The team's eight and one. They're twenty first in the college football ranking before Brian Harson talked. Um, they were 19th in the country, so I mean, yeah. they were, I think there was two, the the negativity amongst fans was disproportionate to where the team was. Because there could be like, what if we did this for BYU? That's different than bashing the team. Like, oh, what if uh, we 
whatever. What if something happened? I mean, what if we didn't throw that interception? Or what if we stopped here, like stop whatever pass? It's 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 fine. It's a great time to be a fan for them. It's like you're all. It's it's still good. You're still in the hunt. You're still playing well. It's like I don't know what more they want besides being perfect. And no team's perfect forever. Like Alabama lost LSU. They were blown out to basically in that game. It's like I don't know what else they want to do. It's like expectations are high, but at some point it's gonna suck being a fan if your expectations are thirteen no and you go twelve and one, or you go ten and two. It's like. Like honestly, how miserable would it be that your upset your team is undefeated every year? That would like how did how bad does your life have to be? Just like everything's on this and we go twelve one and it sucks. I'm like, how many teams would crave to go Rutgers, Illinois look at Levy Smith, Illinois. They six wins. He's been to the freaking Super Bowl and he's celebrating like crazy when they get the bowl eligibility. It's like well, I am, look at just look at Florida State of Florida. Yeah. I mean, these are teams that won championships. UCF, and, who says they're good to the next Boise State, and they have fall off in three losses. Do you want to be them? Like they still might be fine, right. but it's like the expectations are too high. What Coach Harrison said, it's probably right. Re- maybe rewarded the touch, but overall, it's like him saying about people spending money and stuff. It's like, well, it's not your money to spend if you can get in the stadium or not. But it's like it's cold. Opponents may not be great. But one last thing, really quick. Maybe some Boise State fans don't realize San Jose State's actually pretty good this year and much better, and they realize they almost lose that game, which I bet that's part of it too where most of the negativity came from where San Jose State's usually bottom of the barrel, but they're actually giving teams a scare and actually playing pretty well. I think that may have had part of it to do to some of the uh, negativity coming around. Right, and ultimately they won the game. I mean, (laughs) you know, ultimately that's what you do, right? I mean, they came off the bye week and they won their next two games. So there you go. All right, there you go. that's good for that. We'll have our roundtable piece up in a good day or two. We'll, depending when you listen to this, it might be up at mwwire.com. So that's our playoff talk. We'll be back next week, uh, hopefully some more action, a couple L's on the scoreboard for non-Boise State teams to help everybody out here. And, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back next, uh, we do, what, say Tuesday, right? Tuesday night? Yeah. Next Tuesday, yep. Let's right, do it. My days are running together with uh, randomness, but we'll be back next time, and we'll have a – Another great show for you. Check out other shows. We got uh, me and Matt Kennerly doing our preview show upcoming next couple days. So subscribe to that, and we'll see you next time, folks.